Hey, this is John Feldman from Goldfinger. You're listening to Dying Scene Radio. Ignore that. Cut that. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jesus, you're worthless. Greetings, comrades. Welcome to our special 2019 Albums of the Year episode. Better late than never, eh? Uh, do I don't think, think this is late at all. No? I, I think, think there's been some other ones out uh, yeah, uh, before but, us. But they rush. They jump the gun. They don't give yeah. everything time they to did. settle. They did. You're right. Uh, so I am one of your hosts, Anarcho-Punk. With me, as always, is my best bub, Mr. Bobby Burns. Say hi to the nice listeners, Roberto. How's it going, guys? On this special edition of Dying Scene Radio, we'll be letting you know which albums tickled our balls most in 2019, and we're going to be playing some of our favorite tracks from said ball-tickling albums. Uh, our intro song for this episode was off of one of those albums. Actually, that was one of our honorable mentions, uh, one of mine, uh, but I count those as my albums of the year because they were an album of the year, whether they were, uh, made the top 10 or not. Uh, the intro song for this episode was brought to us by Bash Brothers, all the way from Sweden. Um, the uh, name of the song was It's Not the End of the World, and it was from Downhearted, uh, which, like I said, that made my honorable mentions, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, there's a few more, and we'll hear a few from Bob's list, too, before we get into our top ten. Um, but that song was a fucking ripper, man. Sounds like um, a Wilhelm scream with uh, a dash of Atlas losing grip. That's nice. my professional opinion after listening to punk <laughs> they've been around for, for quite a while forever. too right uh bash brothers have been yeah. around for a little bit yeah i think they only have two full links maybe an ep or two um yeah uh, they've been around for a little bit uh but yeah they're really uh, man they fucking slap most of their songs like that too are like those epic fucking four minute songs with the fucking double bass drums and just fucking pounding away for the entire four minutes so um yeah awesome fucking album and that's just one that was on our honorable mentions list so imagine all of the fucking fantastic music that we're going to be listening to throughout the entire episode yeah yeah i love the albums of the year episode uh because bob uh no bob doesn't care dave doesn't let us play um (laughs) uh some of the more well-known music he he kind of wants us to play uh lesser known emerging bands i definitely care i i actually this year was the year i didn't care um but last year in the year before I, I whittled albums away from it and this year you kept ringing through my head um, <laughs> and you're just like who cares play what you like on there and I'm like I am I'm just there's like an album or two that's not making it because everybody knows them and this year I said fuck it yeah. I'm just going with yeah. my albums of the year that's the way it should be and Dave be damned we do pretty good the rest of the year we play uh, really um, smaller bands that are emerging and not as well known so this is our time of the year to play the music um, that uh, you and I listen to the music that we listen to throughout the year the most and uh, and we were talking about it before the show during our um, little warm ups uh, that it actually ends up that a lot of the music that makes our yeah. list is is from emerging artists because that's what we listen to 60 75 <laughs> yeah. percent of the time because we say. do the podcast so yeah um it's pretty cool i like i i do also put a little bit of attention uh on the smaller bands um but that's also the kind of music i like a little bit more so yeah uh, it works out i think um and hopefully uh our friends bash brothers will tour the u.s sometime that would be awesome to see them play live i'd like to see their drummer play live he's probably 
He probably loses 20 pounds during the set, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you his calves are as big as my head. Yeah, as do most drummers. I'm always surprised when I see a, a plus-size drummer. Because <laughs> yeah, a plus-size drummer. Especially when I can't keep up with them. Not that I'm like a super fast drummer to begin with, but when I watch them and and like <laughs> they're just super quick, I'm like, I don't know how they fucking do it, man. They're just up there yeah. sweating, sweating, sweating. No, I, I don't know how they do any of it. I'm very not very musically talented. Uh, luckily, I'm perfect in all other aspects, right? Yeah, except for most of right. them. Right. <laughs> so, what you been up to, buddy? You settling into the new place? Uh, yeah, we're settled in, and we've finally been going out and doing some things. I went inside. <laughs> you drinking a white claw? I am drinking a white claw. What, what happened to you, dude? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I, I actually have a very nice gift to send you that'll go uh, perfect with that white claw. Um, awesome. it's, it's coming in your swag box because uh, I know you had taken a photo of Audio Karate and it got placed in the LA Weekly. Weekly. So I got the LA Weeklies to send you and I got some uh, other stuff I'm slowly building up to put in there. So I got something that'll go great with that white claw. Um, You're but the man. Uh, I'm finally getting out and doing stuff. I went maybe two or three weeks ago and saw RX Bandits uh, at their first show in over five yeah. years at uh, the House of Blues. And it was fantastic. I spent the better part of the show in the pit until about one or two songs before uh, they went into their encore. And I was just <laughs> fucking dying. <laughs> Had to stop. <laughs> not able to breathe. I'm... Man, when I was a kid, I could spend the whole show in the pit. And now, as a 35-year-old man, <laughs> after yeah. two or three songs, I'm like, ah, okay, if I pass out, everybody here is being really friendly. So someone will, yeah. someone will pull me to the back and, and clear the way. And uh, But, yeah, it was fun. It was brutal, man. They, It's crazy. Some of the bands that aren't very hard sonically um, mm -hmm. not that our Bandits yeah. is not but they're not the hardest band right. are the hardest pits that I yeah. ever go into yep. it's I Absolutely. mean, consistently, every RX Bandit show that I go to and get in, there's people just fucking, they're all about peace and love, and someone's just fucking kicking you in the side of the leg as hard as they can intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> Not this show, but some of the past ones. So did that uh, last week. Um, my second time at uh, the Sardine in San Pedro, which is owned by uh, Mike, I can never remember his last name, from Recess Records oh, and yeah. um, Toys That Kill. And uh, so I went down there, and we caught a band called Drugs from Long Beach. They're a mathcore band, and they were fucking sick, man. They were so good. Uh, and I cannot find them anywhere online, because when you search drugs on the internet... <laughs> the FBI shows up at your door a day later. No, you just get lots of other results. That, too. I probably wasn't here for them uh, to come through. But um, they were really sick. Right. And then there was a, a three-piece female uh, mathcore band from Japan called Paranoid Void. Um, and they were really sick, too. And then uh, at some point in the night, I went out to go grab a beer, and Barry Johnson from Joyce Manor was bartending all night. <laughs> and I was... Uh, I was, I, my, I was man crushing. Uh, I walked into the one person bathroom and, and Barry and Mike were in their pee. <laughs> and, Did you uh, try and look at their D's? No, but I immediately made awkward eye contact after no, uh, confessing Bob. my Joyce Manor love to Barry as he was bartending. Then I walked Jesus in and he was just like, hey. And I just silently turned around and <laughs> walked out. 
but it was great. The the venue is awesome. They got a good sound system uh, built up. I I've been there twice. The first time I went was the day after they opened. They didn't have a stage yet, so now they got a stage built, a great sound system. They got bands coming through every week. March, I want to say twenty first. Off with their heads. I'll be oh, there. Fuck. Yeah, nice. I know. I know you're a big fan of Off with Their Heads, so I've been trying to listen yeah, to get really into good. them. They are really good. I've been listening and getting in. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm going to try and snag an interview with them that night. So, Yeah, dude, that would be dope. Yeah. I think they're rolling through here at some point. Um, Probably I know they're yeah, around the same here. time. Yeah, it's usually not far um, ahead of when they hit California right. or behind of when they leave California. Right. Um, yeah, that, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad they're getting back on the road after um, the year they had last year. Yeah, and then um, uh, we can get back on uh, doing some interviews because we haven't done any interviews in like six months. something, yeah. We, we need to get better about trying to do these more regularly. Yeah. I think people would listen to us more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a few people, uh, even a friend, tell me, like, dude, can you just, like, release it on the first of every month, please? <laughs> right, yeah, like, so it's predictable. Like, yeah, right. it's so random that yeah. I forget and I'm not looking. So, uh, yeah, this year yeah. our goal should be to start releasing them on the first of every we're month gonna, if we can. We're going to try to, yeah, we'll pick a day or sometime, at least if it's, like, even close, around the first of the month is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be exact. Yeah. We're going to try and make it a little bit more regular for you. Yeah, uh, we'll get like there. Much like my bowels. My <laughs> bowels are pretty regular. I doubt that in your age. Mm. Yeah, probably not. Um, how about shows other than um, the math core, which I don't even really understand what uh, It's just is, technical fucking rock, uh, metal, punk, all mashed together. Um, I went to another show from uh, one of my friend's bands. They're called uh, Shame. Um, S period, H period, A period, M period, E. And they are a band from Santa Clarita-ish area. Um, and they play punk rock and I went to a place called I don't even know what the fuck it was called but it was right down here in, uh, not in Torrance but Lomita right next to it and that was a banging show too man I saw some really good bands there uh, the second band that played I wish I could fucking remember their name right now it was, like there was just a ton of good bands that played there I'm really like starting to settle into my new area and finding places to go and like having good times where I'm going out and finding local shows uh, it was a very impressive lineup at that show, so I wish I could uh, wish I could find the name of that band. But um, <clears throat> anyways, yeah. so yeah, been to a few shows and uh, all that good stuff, getting settled in. What about you? I yeah, I've, I've slowed down a little bit. I've had I a couple of that. busy months here, so I haven't been to as many shows, mm-hmm. but I have been to some pretty good ones. Yeah. Um, let me see. I, I went to um, uh, Against Me on New Year's Eve. That nice. was a fantastic show. Um, Plasma Canvas uh, opened for him. I don't know if you know Plasma Canvas. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, two-person band. I love the two the two people band. They make yeah. so much noise. It's almost like they're overcompensating, and they just make so much noise. I love it. Not um, being a glo- but, galore is a good example. Yeah, exactly. Um, Plasma Canvas, very similar. Uh, you should check them out. Pretty badass. Um, and Sincere Engineer, uh, also yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're the local band out there in Denver, right? No, Sincere Engineer. I don't remember where they're from. Um, but I, I hear you talk about them a lot, so maybe yeah, that's why I thought. It seems like Chicago. Um, but yeah, they're on um, Red Scare, so Toby uh, helped us get into that show. I shot it, nice. pictures are up on Dying Scene Instagram and my personal anarchopunk.la page. Uh, and then uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had um, our local uh, Punk Against Trump festival. All right. I guess it's not a festival, it's just a show with a whole bunch of local bands, but that was a, a really good show. That was um, Alter Girls, which is a new local band. 
definitely check them out. I think they they have um, an EP coming out, if I heard correctly. I don't know. I was Last year they, they donated to like the NAACP or some <coughs> shit, right? Yeah, this year it was um, Abolish Ice. Okay. Chinga La Migra. Um, so Alter Girls opened up. Uh, our friend uh, Ryan and his band Filthy Hearts played. Uh, our buddy Ben here uh, and Overtime played. All Out Helter came back. They're actually not uh, they're not a band. They're kind of a band. I don't know. They don't really <laughs> play much anymore. They're not putting out new music, but they every once in a while they'll come together and play a show, and they played uh, this show, and they fucking brought the roof down. Yeah, cool. uh, and then uh, Cheap Perfume, which is always a good time. Yeah. Uh, they're crazy. Very cool. That whole band is uh, tons of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. I haven't been to any other shows. I do have Draculus coming up, which I'm really stoked for. All if right. you haven't heard Draculus, you need to get on that shit. Uh, it's fucking it, incredible. It sounds familiar. In fact, they might be playing at the Sardinas well pretty soon here. Um, Dude, if you see Draculus coming up, go go see that show. Okay. It's a fucking in- Incredible times, yeah. so much fun. I should check Dracula's that out. is badass. They're um, they're kind of like a super group comprised of a couple members of uh, Riverboat Gamblers, um, and they're based out of Austin. Though, okay. So. Um, but I should have pictures of them also, and they're um, a really fun set. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but there's tambourines, and keyboards. And <laughs> What's the Russian Cossack dancing where they go down on their knees and kick their legs out? River dancing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. But the whole thing is uh, quite a production and uh, very entertaining. I saw them in Vegas at uh, Punk Rock Bowling a couple years back. Yeah, Draculas. D-R-A-K-U-L-A-S. They're playing February That's 22nd. Them. Members of Rise Against and Riverboat Gamblers. Yeah, there you go. They're playing uh, with Spells. Actually, I know that band, too. Yeah, and Spells is from Denver. Yeah, yeah, Spells Jesus is a Christ. Denver band, and they just put out a new album. You should definitely check that out. It didn't make my albums of the year list. Uh, I think it came out in 2019. Um, but yeah, I'm really stoked to see um, the show here. It's at uh, fucking the a five dollars. All right, well, that's yeah, it. dude. It's, yeah, it can't be. Yeah, it can't be more than ten dollars, no matter where the show five. is. Five. Uh, if you're Christ. hearing this, if uh, if. It gets up in time, and you check your city. You should definitely go see Draculas, uh, and I think Spells is with them for the yep. entire tour. So, yeah. Oh, for the entire tour. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm so stoked. I've got the sardine right here because it's legit. A five to ten minute drive. Uh, I can Uber back to my house for five dollars. Plenty of parking. Yeah. They sell yeah. records and good beer, like tons of different beer on tap, good sound system. It's a nice, small, fucking cozy room where you're right up there next to the stage. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody there was super friendly. So I'm stoked. Would they give me a hard time for using my flash? Uh, you know what? Probably somebody there was using a flash, and the band seemed uh, slightly annoyed by it, and I was definitely uh, annoyed. <laughs> I annoy the fuck out of bands with my flash. I don't give a fuck. I bought my ticket just like everybody else. Making enemies. Shit. That's right. I don't give a fuck. Guarantee you're going to be using some of them for promos of your Facebook yeah, a couple days I from bet. now, so I piss bet. off. <laughs> Wear sunglasses, motherfucker. You don't like it? <laughs> wow. Hard. Yeah, it pisses me off. I, I'm very anti uh, no flash rules. That's mm. so fucking stupid. All right. You're on a stage where there's fucking lights being flashed in your face. That's true. Um, <clears throat> that's really fucking annoying. And yeah, they just come out of nowhere. And half the time they don't even sit on your face. They sit on your body and just heat you up like a fucking lizard sitting right. there. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of mean. I apologize <laughs> to all the bands. <laughs> They're like, no more press passes for no AP. Press passes. Dying scene, Bob. <laughs> those fuckers out of here shit i don't care i'll buy my ticket and flash you <laughs> right in the fucking face <laughs> oh fuck all right let's not make any more enemies let's nope. go on with the show let's make some friends right. by talking about uh some of the excellent uh music that was released this year some of our favorite albums bob your honorable mention list was extremely uh tight this year last year i think there was quite a few on there this year you only had two let's hear them. well so my honorable mentions this year are uh bands that i got to uh, a little bit later in the year um i've got a hippie trim from germany and uh the uh album is called cult and i'm not exactly sure when it came out um, but it's a nice mix of like pop punk with like really aggressive singing um, I loved the sound of it sonically. I just think there wasn't uh, melodically enough to catch me quick enough for it to go on my albums of the year. I don't think I discovered it until December, I want to say. I um, think this one came out a little bit later in the year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So I don't think you relate to the game. I think it just came out a little later in the year. Yeah, I and, might be and wrong. this is why I like to do this a month or two after 2019, yeah. because <laughs> it's like... Look, I, I spent the last month narrowing my list of 30 bands down and chopping it and <laughs> listening and re-listening. I mean, literally, like, I, I do put time and effort into this to figure out what I like. There are some things that's like you just know, but there are some things that you cycle through so much. It's like, how do you... I don't know if you saw the, the picture I sent to you. I had, like, two or three yeah. 9 out of 10 albums, and then everything else was an 8 out of 10, <laughs> you know? I And... Uh, and so these are, I guess, my seven out of tens. Where I'm well, like, and your list was still kind of like there was still some shuffling being done up until like yesterday, oh, or yeah. the day before. Oh yeah, and, <laughs> and I still have like six bands, you know, these included. And um, there's another one called Body Thief that kind of sounds like um, Circus Survive. Uh, and then um, there's another one called Show Me the Body from New York, where they're like an industrial punk band where it like. Like it's it sounds really hardcore, but then it goes into weird fucking slow beating music and like that haired schmelta band that we played a few months back. <laughs> I don't think it was like as hard as punk. them, but like <laughs> like when uh, these guys go industrial, show me the body. God, I hope that's the the right band because show me the body is another one. I had a lot of hardcore shit and like metal <laughs> on mm. on my honorable mentions. There's a band called Sea Space Cowboy and it's just fucking noise core metal and. I really liked it, but again, there's nothing that caught me. But, um, yeah, Show Me the Body is, uh, it's just like, you know, this nice hard punk with quick riffs, and then uh, sometimes I'll go into, like, some rapping over just, I don't know, a little bit of guitar in the background, or it'll just sound very industrialized, like just sounds from machines or something going in. I don't know, it's cool. I, okay. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, didn't make my albums of the year. I wanted it to. I tried, but I... I couldn't fit you it just in. can't squeeze it in. No, it, it was just, it was too different. It had too many ups and downs. There were some lulls in the album for me, besides the fact that I loved a bunch of the songs. You might have played them on here. Um, I wanted to. I just don't know if I ever made it happen. So if not, I, I got to go back and uh, compile everything we did last year so we don't have any repeats. And uh, if they weren't on there, I'm going to throw them on the next uh, next uh, podcast. So Okay. Anyways. I like it. So uh, show me the body, hippie trim. Hippie trim, and then uh, Prince Daddy and the Hyena had a really great yeah. album come out two or three years ago. Um, and so I was super excited for this album to come out. Um, they sort of sound like one of my old bands, Draining Endorphins, uh, to a degree. Um, not exactly. And so I always enjoyed them. 
And, uh, and so they came out with an album this year, and I had a hard time getting into it uh, at first just because the first song um, has some pretty abrasive vocals. Mm, uh, yeah. And, um, but uh, so I, I just wasn't listening to it a lot, but slowly but surely, because I'd have it on random rotation, my albums of the year, other songs would keep coming up. I'm like, fuck, who is this? And I go back, <laughs> oh, it's Prince Daddy again. And so it's like the rest of the album has really great stuff. They're extremely diverse in their sounds. Again, another band I really wanted to make it in. And you know what? Honestly, I think if I had more time to sit on the albums, that Prince Daddy might have made it in. And I might have pushed... I might have pushed some other things around because they do Mm -hmm. experiment a ton. Like, Prince Daddy has so many just... Uh, ups and downs in a good way where they just do weird, interesting, like beautiful, fun stuff. Um, so definitely worth the listen. Um, if you have a hard time with that first song, just make it through the first song or, or skip to the second. It's a See, good song, but I don't. I, I like. I love the first song. Yeah. That's what hooked me. And, <laughs> and it could be because that one was just like a little more fucking raw and punk. He's, and he's fast really got a stizza sound to his voice at times. Uh, yeah, leftover class. Yeah. But um, but he just pushes a little too hard for me, and I'm like, I don't know if it's just it could, the volume gets loud or his voice sounds off or what. But um, that was it. And again, I loved their first album, so nothing else did that for me. So I don't know. Well, give it a try. I love I love this one. This one wasn't on my radar until you sent in your list, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I miss, must have missed this one because I went through and listened to yeah. you know all the ones that you sent in. Yeah. And this one, I automatically just went ahead and added to like, my <laughs> playlist so that I could listen nice. to more. So nice. I missed this one for 2019, but uh, everybody does. You're going to look back two years from now and be like, why didn't I? You're going to have three albums from 2019 that you're like, why wasn't that on the, it, on the list? Yeah, it would be uh, really fun, I thought, to do... Um, a mid mid year like kind of missed albums of 2019. Yeah, and, yeah, and not a whole episode, but maybe we each pick three albums and go back and like, oh, we overlooked this shit, and this this should well, have been on there. You know, to tell you the truth, the our entire annual playlist is bands. <laughs> kind of, I know, <laughs> I know, you're right. Missed. Yeah, you're definitely right. <laughs> or should have given some consideration to it. Some of them might have even been like from 2018. Oh, shit, I must have missed them in 2018 or 2017. <laughs> yeah. Let me throw them on here. So that's, that's kind of what the whole list is. So the, um, the earlier Prince Daddy album that I really loved, it's called um, I Thought You Didn't Even Like Leaving. Um, and that's from 2016. So definitely, if you haven't heard that AP, uh, check that album out because it's a fantastic album. You'll, yeah, you'll dig it. And they're I, on my radar now. So I don't even. I have no idea where they're from. Oh, it says on here Albany. Albany. Uh, I did the research for you, huh? Thank you. How do you like that? Thank you. Um, <laughs> they're they're great though. So check them out. Yeah. I I would highly recommend it. I enjoyed uh, the recommendation. Thanks, Bob. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's check out uh, my uh, honorable mentions list. Had a few more on it, uh, and there was actually a couple that were on my honorable mentions list that were on your top ten. So I removed them because I thought, why would I put them on my honorable why mentions? Why spoil if they made the fun? Top yeah. You're like, um, here are my honorable mentions, all of Bob's albums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, weren't good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it, I don't even care. Whatever. We've got slightly different tastes, and but actually a couple of our albums overlap. I don't think it was many, as many as last year. but Oh, okay. Uh, Interesting. But we did have a few. Uh, but my honorable mentions list, um, uh, starting things off, was Reconciler with mm-hmm. Set Us Free. Um, just a straight-up, pure, American, grungy kind of rock and roll. Yeah. 
I um, I had them on my uh, list that I rotated through throughout the year, and I um, I wanted to like them and get into them. I mean, I do like them, but uh, it, not enough to make my albums. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I get it. And that's why kind of I think they made the honorable mentions list. They yeah. are, um, I wanted a little bit more uh, variety in the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they've got a really good sound to them, though. So I wasn't complaining too much. They kind of sound um, like uh, early against me. Yeah. Uh, as far as the vocals and the, the overall musicality of it. Maybe not the, the song content as much. Right. Um, but, yeah, the sound is like right in my wheelhouse. Uh, the entire album, I think, was sound from beginning to end. I think it was uh, structurally sound. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, maybe a little bit more variety next time, and it would uh, creep up into my top that ten. M- that makes sense. I think that's a fair uh, assessment, for sure. Um, and they do have a new single out today. Uh, actually, not today. I think it was released uh, yesterday or the day before. Uh, Too Small to Fail. So right. check that out. A little bit of, <laughs> little like bit of news in there. <laughs> you like that? That's fantastic. <laughs> um, all right. Who else do I have on here? Uh, local band, Lawsuit Models. Here from Denver. Okay. Uh, their album, Off the Pavement, was um, really good. They have a, a really keen awareness of like pop punk. Some bands that are pop punk seem like they're trying a little hard. Yeah, and I think lawsuit models it almost comes naturally. It's almost like like they don't set out to be pop punk. They're just yeah. that's what they kind of fall into, and that's what their sound is, and that's what they like. And they got mounds of talent, so that really helps them out a lot. Yeah. Um, so I would uh, highly recommend checking out Off the Pavement. I did not hear that um, uh, that one, so I'm going to check it out. I think you sold it to me already. Yeah, I think you would like it. Pop I think punk it without be, trying. Right. I think that's how it should be. I think if you're a good pop punk band, it's because you're not really trying to be pop <laughs> Yeah. <punk. laughs> um, and then, let's see, what else do I have? Oh, man, Petrol Girls uh, out of the UK. Okay, uh, yeah. Their new album, Cut and Stitch. Fucking brutal album, man. I wanted to... That was the one that I was trying to squeeze in any way I could. I was trying to fit that in the top ten, and they were just barely hanging on. Um that the entire album is just good it's one of those that you kind of put on and you don't realize you're through the 11 or 12 songs uh, until the end and you're like oh fuck it's almost like a almost like a story like that doesn't really have definitive chapters on those um but a fucking great album I listen to it quite a lot. I would always, uh, and it's a good thing, I was always on the verge of skipping over. The only song I ever wanted to skip over was Sky, um, because it's just a depressing song about losing a pet. <laughs> like, I can't do I can't do that. But I, would, I was always uh, on the fence on whether I was going to skip it or not. Yeah. And I uh, listened to it every time, and it got me in the feels. I, I thought it was, I had this album on my list, but I'm trying to look right now, and it doesn't look like I did, so I'm going to check no. this out, too. Dude, you should. Just put it on and listen to it without even looking at the songs or anything. Just put yeah. it on while you're driving. It's okay. maybe about 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just it's almost like a story, the whole thing. Yeah, it, it, cool. The, the track layout of it was fucking perfect. Yeah. Um, and then rounding out, uh, Audio Karate with uh, Mala. Uh, SoCal heroes there from Rosemead. Yep. Uh, and with uh, signed on our buddies uh, Rob's record label, Wiretap. Yep. There's actually a few bands that we have on our records, or our albums of the year list that are signed to Wiretap. And I'm going to mention it every time because Rob's fucking a uh, genius. So, 
Um, but yeah, Audio Karate rolled through here uh, a couple months ago and put on an excellent show. I really missed them, and I was glad they were back. And it was um, nostalgic. Yeah. So I think that more than anything is why it made the list. But it was that like, I don't and think because it really you got sounded... your photo. Uh, is that it? <laughs> yeah, they, they submitted your That's photo. It. That's it. Yep. Um, no, I think it was uh, it was it was like I said, it was nostalgic. But I think it was also um, fresh. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was like a, a rehash of what we had heard before. And I was kind of glad about that because I like their old stuff, but I also wanted to hear what happens, you know, however many years later, eight years later, I don't remember how many oh, years. It's got, no, they it. started in 95. Yeah, they, they've been around forever. Yeah. They, they, and, but then they went on a long hiatus. And oh, a five-year hiatus. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, maybe five years. Yeah. So really glad uh, to see him back. Really glad they signed with uh, Rob. And I was very excited to um, shoot him because I think last time I saw him, I wasn't even um, shooting at the time. So that's how long it had been. Um, and that is my honorable mentions list. So that was pretty good. We did I think it. We've done, we've, Started off pretty good. Yeah, we're not Yay. even in the uh, the top ten, but we've already played a ton of good music, so that's nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, we're playing all that music? We're not playing all that music. Well, I'm sure you're going to play some in the background while oh, we're talking about it, right? That's definitely true. We'll play everything right. we mentioned in the background. There I forgot. Hmm. I always got to keep Bob in line here. <laughs> Tell him what his job I is. I never know what we're doing. <laughs> you would have done it naturally. This I didn't is a need podcast. To tell you to do it. Right now, this, we're recording this. <laughs> we are podcasters. Um, all right. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of it. We talked about the ones that just uh, like our outliers that, that just barely missed the list. Uh, let's talk about the actual list. Bob wants to do this. Um, kind of a, a back and forth. So we're going to start with his number 10 and then we'll go to mine. Oh, okay. And we are doing it like that. I did not know. Hey, I'm, I'm always down to take your advice, sir. All right. So my number 10, I was very excited for this album. They released an album uh, about a year and a half or two years ago, right? Um, yeah. Two years and, ago. Uh, a very small band from Pennsylvania uh, by the name of Danvers. Uh, I only oh, discovered God. them because of you in this podcast and I think we played them on a pretty early episode or... I, I play them whenever I can. <laughs> yeah, and and they had a song called Fire Away, Lou, and it was like 27 seconds. And I was just like, sold! I love short songs. I love catchy songs. Uh, and Danvers is is very catchy. Um, this album, it's, I mean, true to their last album, but different. And they've got like a kind of 90s, uh, not hardcore, but like not post-hardcore, just... I really don't know how to, like, like Lifetime or something, mm-hmm. Lifetime from New yeah. Jersey. Like, they got, you know, yeah. the double bass, but it's poppy, and um, I don't know. They're just really talented, uh, and I'm surprised that they're not bigger than they are. I think they only have got, like, 40 followers on Spotify. It's, yeah. you know, they're just not doing much, I guess, in, in way of touring, and, and this is, like, one of those bands where it shows you, like, some of it's up to luck because you can have the talent and, and just mm-hmm. not make it out there. I mean, legit, yeah. like, their album of... The, their album they released made it over some really big bands that I've listened to on a regular basis, and I yeah, think this and is better. The one that they released a few years ago made my albums of yeah, the year list absolutely. that year. So you know that it goes to show you that it's like they're doing something right, 
Um, and that my only note here, because I told you beforehand, I like to make notes, even if it's on your bands. My only note here is, will someone sign them already? Can somebody sign them? <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. I feel like a lot of people who listen to them would enjoy them. Um, they write really beautiful leads over their music. Um, it's quick. It's poppy. It's got really good, catchy lyrics. Um, yeah, they're just a, a fun band in general. So yeah. Vocals um, are unique. Yeah. I like everything the about it. The vocals them. are unique. And uh, I showed one of my friends, he's like, I don't know, his voice sounds a little bit weird. I'm like, it, it doesn't sound weird. It's just not something you hear every it's day. Different. Yeah. But yeah. it's still like he's still writing really good music and he's mm -hmm. doing a really good vocal delivery. So, Well, I say we fucking listen to a song. So this is Danvers off the album. How did it ever come to this? The song is Prime Told Me There'd Be Days Like This. Pennsylvania. That was Danvers off of the album. How did it ever come to this? The track title was Prime Told Me There Would Be Days Like This. Fucking awesome title, too. They always have good album, uh, uh, track titles, yeah, they too. Do. They absolutely and I have do. no clue what half of the references are. This one, I know what the reference is, <laughs> yeah. obviously, but there are plenty that I don't know, um, and I, that intrigues me even more. Yep. Um, uh, this was one of the bands that was on my um, honorable mentions, and I was like, well, if Bob's putting them on the list, then I can feel good about removing them because they're still getting the coverage they deserve, and even better than what I would have given them. So way to go, Bob. Not a I problem. I applaud your decision, and I think it was very wise. Thank There's you. There's very many... Uh, 
decisions or scenarios in which I would say you were wise, but that is one of them. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I uh, take your compliments where I can get them. <laughs> All right. Let's see what I got in here at 10. Sometimes I forget. I told you, I don't like doing like, I don't like putting a, assigning a value oh, to yeah. my picks. I'm this just like, here's the 10 albums I like, but yeah. And then narrowing, narrowing them down and putting them in the order is what I hate doing. Um, but coming in at number 10 for me, uh, from Spain was Adrenalized with their uh, newest album, Operation Exodus. I think it was 12 tracks total. Um, and man, every single track, I think, was just a fucking straight up banger. Um, they went and, and I don't know how everybody does their list, but mine kind of works like, you know, I, I have a pretty wide musical range when it comes to the punk genre. Yeah. So like, there's a few bands, like the melodic punk bands. I have three or four uh, albums that I like for the yeah. year. And then at the end of the year, I want to make sure that I kind of include every kind of genre uh, as much as possible. I don't like to double up if I can avoid it. Um, so at the end of the year, sometimes I have to choose between bands of similar genres. And this was one of them. Um, Bash Brothers, which we heard on the intro song, um, is another melodic uh, hardcore kind of band. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason, like I said, that they didn't make it was uh, I think that um, the variety was lacking. And that's where Adrenalized kind of made the cut. They had a little bit more variety, a little bit more uh, divergence in, in their sound from track to track. And I think that that's what kind of did it for me. Um, having a little bit more uh, of um, a cacophony of sound. Is that the way to put it? Sure, yeah. <laughs> I will take it. I feel like uh, Bash Brothers are going to have to travel south from Sweden over to Spain and battle them for the title. Dude, that would be a pretty badass card. I would love to see that show. Um but my favorite song off of uh, the new album was Set It On Fire. You want to hear that shit, Bob? Let's do it. Well, play it.
from España. Is that that's not how they say it? No, es, not at all. Espan, es, I don't know. They're no. from Spain. <laughs> uh, that was Adrenalized off of their newest album, Operation Exodus. The song was Set It on Fire, my uh, top 10, my number 10 album of the year. Nice. So now we're going to move on to uh, n- number nine. Number uh, nine? Number nine? Number nine. Coming number in nine? hot from Tennessee is Free Throws, What's Past is Prologue. Dude, um, that's another one that was on my honorable mentions list. That's two in a row, <laughs> you dirty you, dog. My whole list is your honorable mentions. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, this was one that I, I struggled with. Uh, and... I, I didn't know where to put it. I wanted to like the album at times, and then other times I was kind of annoyed with his singing style and just his pronunciation of things. And ultimately, when it came down to it at the end of it, like it's a real poppy album with real hardcore vocals at times, right? Like, I mean, just super poppy to the point of like it might as well be like Taking Back Sunday sometimes. And then all of a sudden, it's just he's just screaming like really hard, yeah. and, it, and it just feels like a punk band. And so, uh, it got me, it trapped me. Um, I know they're a big band. This is one of my two big bands that I've got on here, but um, I loved this Free Throw album, and uh, I regret not seeing them because they were in town. I think they're actually coming back to town here soon, so I might try and uh, catch them in the, the next month or two. Um, yeah, that was a really good LP all around. Um, I See, and you and I disagree. You didn't like the first song as much. I know. And I thought the first song was one of the better ones on there uh, as far as like the writing and everything. I, I could see where the vocals were because it was a it was kind of like a hollow song. There wasn't a lot of music there. It, it was yeah. a lot of vocals and yeah. um, so I, I get it, but the writing and the premise behind it was really good. And awesome. it's not like that I don't like that melodic stuff at all. I love that. I I love so many different kinds of bands. Um, random side note, uh, Bright Eyes is coming back and, and doing a little tour, and I snagged tickets to those as soon as they fucking became available. That's uh, <laughs> Connor Obers from Bright Eyes, and he did Desperacidio, a punk, uh, hard, nah, they weren't hardcore, but they were a punk band a few years ago, and um, Bright Eyes is a very soft, folky band and has digital shit, and then he played in Commander Venus before that, which was post-hardcore. But uh, I, I listened to that, and I listened to, like, man... One of my favorite bands, I fucking hated miss admitting this, but like, dude, I love the starting line in their first album, and it's so <laughs> goddamn poppy, and I feel so stupid when I listen to it, but I love it. Um, and then I like really, really hardcore shit, and so, I don't know, man, I'm all over the place, and so it's not that I didn't like that, it was just kind of, I don't know, I struggled with it, like I said, but ultimately they won me over, and so they No, I think, I, I, that's another one I think was a really great decision. I'm glad that you picked it up, and uh, I could take it off the honorable mention so that yeah. we could talk about it yep. a little bit more because I, I thought it was um, the writing especially. I feel like you're using me. Was, here. I am. <laughs> you're just like, well, now I can get rid of these albums and I still get yeah. to talk about them. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's like I got 12 albums of the year. Thanks, Bob. All right. Well, <laughs> to uh, highlight my struggle, uh, <laughs> this is Free Throws Tail Whip Struggle off of What's Past as Prologue. Talking circles I know I had my own problems 
Hey Bob, what? You're the only you're the only ten I see. I know, I know. You know what? Whenever I'm in Tennessee, I'm the only ten I see. So, uh, well, okay. maybe these guys. I've got a, a Instagram <laughs> post from a few years back when I was in Tennessee. My grandparents lived there for a long time uh, until they passed. <laughs> that, was, that was my post at the airport. Some dude with a long ass fucking ponytail mullet. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I I totally could live there and just become that man. Mm. I could. Yeah. Yeah. No, good. I could do it. That's good. Good for you. I'm glad you could. <laughs> could do it. All right. On to your number nine. Uh, my number nine. All right. Oh, I'm really stoked for this one. I kind of forget my picks. So whenever I click down on my page, I'm like, oh, yeah, this I get excited all over again. Uh, coming in at number nine for me was Russian Girlfriends out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, and I don't. I don't know what it is. Like it seems like recently there's like a resurgence of um, like these bands that are a little bit more rock, yeah. like, the, like diesel rock. And I mean, it's on the fringes of punk, and there's definitely some punk um, influences in it. Yeah. Um, but like uh, Reconciler uh, from my honorable mm-hmm. mentions, yep. they're one of those bands. Um, and again, this is where I had to make a choice. I had two bands like that that I wanted to include on the list. I listened to them a lot this year, and I just kind of had to make a choice. And I chose Russian Girlfriends at number nine just because they have a little bit more of the raw edges, the yeah. more punk. You know, you it's know, uh, pretty cool, them. and I think we might have talked about this before, too, um, but uh, that when punk rock started, it wasn't about the sound of the music you were playing. It was about your attitude and your ideals. And, yeah. uh, I mean, the the amount of different types of music that we have in the podcast now and the tours that you see going on again, you mm-hmm. listen to some of the bands, and you're like, how the fuck are these guys on the same bill? And I think the thing is, is that the ideas of punk are changing again to where it's not about what type of music you're playing. It's about your, your ideals, your mindset and your attitudes. And right. I think that's really yeah. fun and interesting. Yeah. And it's, you know, breaking down walls and barriers where it's like, you got this type of music coming back and there's no set sound in punk anymore. There's just a wide variety. And it's like, it's cool because it's like, 
I, some of the things I was afraid I was going to lose 20 years ago where I'm just like, ah, music always changes and this one, this isn't going to be around anymore 10, 20 years from now. I'm like, damn, it's alive and thriving. And, Mm -hmm. and it's because I, I don't know what, but these barriers are kind of broken down and it's more about ideals and less about sound. Well, and I think also you see it in bands like, like Russian girlfriends who are from an area like Albuquerque, New Mexico, who don't have, you know, a, a strong scene. I mean, I'm sure there's bands down there and they have a scene, but it's not going to be like in LA or Chicago or, uh, even Denver has a pretty strong scene, which is one of the (laughs) qualifications before I moved here. I had to check it out and make sure it was legit. (laughs) Um, but you know, it's almost like those, um, smaller locations are the ones that are kind of pushing that sound forward. If you think back to like Pears, who came out of New Orleans, there's not a very big thriving scene down there in New Orleans. And they're one of the most uh, unique sounds in in punk right now, especially on like Fat Records. And then Zach did Band-Aid Brigade, which is the exact opposite. (laughs) It's fucking Fucking 80s dance music. (laughs) He did his acoustic album, which was just slow (laughs) and beautiful. And yeah, so... Yeah, so, and I think Russian Girlfriends is one of those bands. They're, they're starting to pull in like this more of a, a rock feel to it yeah. while still keeping, you know, the punk roots to it. Yeah. And the entire album, um, really from beginning to end, I think kept that kind of uh, feel to it right. uh, without really, um, I think, giving up much of what they set out to do. Yeah. If that's, that's kind of a generic comment, but it makes sense in my head. So as <laughs> I, long as I'm it makes sense you. in my head. I'm following Like, you. I think they had a plan, they set out, and they stuck to it, and I think in this case, it's one of those things where you don't want a divergent sound. You kind of want it to lead you through this, the song, yeah. uh, the, the song, the tracks on the album. And Fair I enough. think it did an excellent job of doing that. And I'm ready to fucking hear music and stop talking about it. This is my favorite song off the album. Of course, it was the fucking shortest song. Name of the album is In the Parlance of Our Times. This song is called Coke. Russian Girlfriends from Albuquerque, New Mexico, with Coke from the album In the Parlance of Our Times, coming in at number nine on Very my nice. list. I like Coca-Cola, too. Good, good drink. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm more of a Pepsi man, but yeah. hey. Well, teach us. So it makes the world go bopping <laughs> yes. around, right? Yeah. Uh, hey, Bob, my lucky number is eight. What well, album do you have at number eight? Coming in at number eight is a band that I discovered later in the year. Uh, and 
like way later in the year, like definitely November. Again, not sure when it <laughs> came out. Um, and this band is from Australia. Um, and we're, we're really going to see Bob Flounder on this one because I didn't do any research intentionally because I hadn't heard of this band. And I bet you he doesn't know anything. He's already said, I don't know when it came out. Uh, no, I, I don't. I mean, I discovered it later <laughs> in the year. I do follow him on uh, Facebook or Instagram now. And I saw they just played a big festival um, last weekend uh, in Australia somewhere. And so I was looking, I'm like, oh, maybe they'll come here. But it looks just like a bunch of Australia mm-hmm. shows for a while. So at any rate, um, this band has a really cool sound. It sounds a little bit like they, they're definitely rock, kind of like you just said about uh, Russian mm-hmm. Girlfriends. Um, but they've got a bit of a uh, maybe Green Day feel to them somewhat as well. Um, at times, I really get a strong alkaline trio um, coming through with them. Um, and then sometimes they're just a little more hard and a little more punk. So at any rate, uh, this is my number eight pick. I've fallen in love with this album. And I honestly, I think when you check it out, you'll really like it too. This is the dead love with anyway off of their album, the extinction of unicorns. Of unicorns, Bob's numero ucho. 
Ocho. 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 Oh, my Spanish is getting rusty. Ocho. I don't, the only time I speak it now is when I go to Mexican restaurants, so I could be that white guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all that white guy. I speak Spanish. Dos, Uno dos seques, por, por favor. <laughs> Gracias, amigo. Yep. That's it. Hasta um, luego. Yes, uh, good job, Bob. I, um, I'm definitely checking out The Dead Love. And, I, and the reason I didn't do any research on that one because um, I didn't recognize the band name and I thought it would be a good surprise for me. Uh, and you did a good job of selling them, so I'm definitely going to check that one out. I also don't know when I added that um, because I know, like you said, I was moving some stuff around last minute and I don't... Yeah, oh, I think yeah. I added Free Throw last minute and took off uh, Yeah, Prince I think Daddy. you did. Yeah, I was really happy about that one. Yeah. You did. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, excellent choice. Yep. Your um, let me see here. I'm scrolling down. Oh, yeah. Another great one. Uh, man, so Nothington decided that they were going to call it quits this year. One of my favorite uh, bands. Uh, well, I say that about a ton of bands. I probably have a million favorite bands. Pretty much. But Nothington is. Nothington's one of my favorite bands. I've loved them uh, out of San Francisco. And they, they uh, said this year they were going to call it quits and kind of do their own thing for a little while figure something out I got a little bit sad but then cue the run up from the United Kingdom uh, with their album In Motion which I think uh, fills my Nothington gap do they just sound like Nothington or is it from members of Nothington so no it's they've got a similar sound um, and the writing is similar um, I don't think they're quite up to um, a Nothington level yet but I yeah. think that where they are now is better than where Nothington was at that same point yeah if that's mm-hmm. a fair assessment yep. um, I think the run up has two full links out, uh, out right now and I think um I think uh, Nothington really kind of hit their stride on their third. Gotcha. So, okay. Uh, so you're yeah, looking no, forward to it. I am a- absolutely looking forward to it. I'm um, glad that they also signed with one of our other favorite uh, record labels, La Escalera, down in uh, San Diego. Keeping that Spanish um, alive, baby. Yes. It's, to... it's great how uh, these California labor labels are signing all these UK bands, huh? Yeah. Well, it's the beauty of the internet. You have all this reach now. Mm-hmm. You can hear bands from everywhere in an instant with just a click. I know. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I listened to the run-up this year uh, a lot to kind of uh, fill that hole in my heart that nothing to left. And one of my favorite songs off of the uh, 12-track LP was Light It Up. Spin it up, Bob. This is amazing.
Seven with the Burnt Tapes. This was an album also from a California record label, also oh, yeah. out of the UK. Um, and that's kind of why I brought that up when, when uh, we were talking about it. So we mm-hmm. just, we've got all these record labels. And what bums me out is that I didn't get to see the Burnt Tapes this last year. They came out with a new album. I'm like, fuck yeah. I love this band. Again, another band that sort of sounds like Alkaline Trio a little bit. Um, really fucking great poppy uh, lead guitar, really strong singer, good lyrics, um, great catches to it. And so uh, I got into this album when I did my interview with Rob. Um, I wanted to pick up a few records, and I got uh, the Stringer album from 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was super stoked about that. And, uh, and then I had heard... Um, we actually played Don't Make Me Play uh, Bocelli uh, on the podcast. Yeah. And so I was, I was pretty obsessed about that, and I uh, asked Rob about it, and he was like, oh, I've got the album here. And I was like, can I buy it? And he was like, he's like oh, yeah. Like, he's like, you could just have it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to take it, man. I'm not over here to like, yeah. come and freeload and stuff. I want to support it. So uh, I'm like, how much are they usually? And he's like, he's like, 20 bucks, but don't worry about it. I'm like, no, no, no I got you. So I gave, him, <laughs> I gave him 20 bucks or, I don't know, maybe more, maybe less. Um, and then he gave me some extra stuff with it and, and hooked it up. And I, I went home and immediately put it on and listened to it all week before it came out felt special <laughs> getting the record before it came out and so maybe i'm a little bit biased but uh coming i don't in think I, so it's it's a really good album i so, thought it was a fantastic album yeah um did it, it didn't make your albums of the year though no it didn't did it make your I, honorable mentions or no it did, and that was the last one of yours. Okay. I just didn't want to bring it up, but thanks for mentioning it. I didn't want because I had a long honorable mention list. I, I had an, an insane list of albums of the year, and I had a hard time trimming it. And so that was another one that I was really glad. And that was the last one that I, I promise. I promise. There are no others. <laughs> now we're just going to have overlap. <laughs> but what you can tell everybody what your favorite song was, and we could play that shit. Yeah. So I actually don't know if this was my favorite song. I feel like we've probably played two of their songs already Uh, and and so i just didn't want to like re uh play things that we've already played not that i don't like the song this is definitely up there on my my top songs but uh coming in at number seven uh this is the burnt tapes uzi off of never better
is waking up Don't be shocked or surprised when you can't stand up And the weight of it all comes crashing Yuzi off of the album Never Better from our friend Rob over there at Wiretap. That was the Burnt Tapes from the UK. Um, also on my honorable mentions list. I also got to say I Never love the name, up. the Burnt Tapes. I think that's yeah. a fucking great name for a band. Yeah. yeah. And, and that one, I think probably, um, I think it was probably my favorite from start to finish. And it still didn't make my list. I don't know. That's it's interesting. Weird. So I know. In general, it, you really enjoyed the whole album yeah. as a whole, but yeah. none of it was good enough to like escalate. Well, I above wouldn't and say beyond. none of it was good enough. I would say some other things. I think just kind of pressed their way out. So that's interesting. In uh, psychology, there is this theory called peak and end theory. I believe it uh, holds true in marketing as well. And the idea behind peak and end theory, and they've done some research to like try and back this shit up and I don't know how promising the research is or how old it is or whatever but the idea behind peak and end theory is that um, how you remember experiences are not based off of the duration of things or how they do on average but how how good or bad the peak of it is Um, like in either in other words how really good something is or how really bad something is so they have a song on the album that's fucking amazing and blows it out of the water you're going to remember the album based off of that and then the end of the album and so if you have a good ender a good closer um if people can make it to the end of the album that's what people are going to judge your whole album based off of is the peak and the end so you should have a really good song somewhere and end with a really good song and that might shape that um i don't know how that holds up in music because sometimes i turn off albums before i get all the way through them and they're still albums that I really love, even though I only love the first half, you know, like Out Come the Wolves from Rancid is a, is a great really? example. I can't make it through 25 fucking Rancid songs in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I get to 15 and I'm like, all right. <laughs> Old Timmy was a punk rocker. I'm good. Uh, yeah. And There's it, definitely some that can be skipped over, but I'd also be fine listening to that one all the way through. Yeah, so. I think we didn't we talk about this, or what, maybe it was me and one yeah. of my other friends that we every Rancid album could have just been two albums, right? Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, I, think we did. I wonder how peak and end theory holds up. If anybody's out there and interested in psychology and does research or is in college and gets to do research, you should do some research around peak and end theory in music. See if it still applies or not. Yeah, and ask me because apparently that might have happened to me. It with, might uh, have the burnt tape album <laughs> this year. <laughs> uh, anyways, sorry, dropping a little bit of science on you. I don't even know if it's uh, science. It might be very poorly researched. Yeah, who knows? Who gives a fuck? We're probably <laughs> fucking up people's heads right now. <laughs> uh, let's see what I had in at number seven. Uh, the Get Up Kids. Oh, yes, this right. is a good one. Yes, and we were talking about bands that are bigger and how we kind of tried to shy away. And I'd, I've told you before, don't. And this was one of those that it's not even really my kind of um, music. It's not like my favorite subgenre. Um, but I spun the 
fuck out of this album all year long. I, you would have thought it was some crusty folk punk from the streets of Los <laughs> Angeles as much as I listen to this shit. Very nice. But it was it's a very clean album. It's um it's tight. The 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 music is tight. The the composition is tight. Everything about it I thought was tight like a uh, what? Really really good. Uh, tight like a nun's vagina. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, that's really good. I clean, that was I clean, fantastic. I clean that up. Usually, there's a, another word there. Oh, so this was their of. first album in nine years. I didn't even know they came out with an album. To be honest, we might have even talked about it on the podcast, and I just fucking forgot. That's Maybe definitely uh, a possibility. Um, um, the I I thought uh, for being something that I wouldn't normally gravitate to, uh, I thought it was good. And I thought that the, the reason it probably did is because the, um, the, the lead track on it, uh, was probably the best one. So yeah. like you were saying with your theory, I think is probably what caught me, but then it wasn't like, there was really a lot of plateaus. It, it, there was, uh, a lot of really good highs in there and there okay. wasn't a lot of really low lows. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And, um, yeah, I just, I ended up playing it a lot. Even yeah. Mrs. Anarcha Punk liked that one a lot. I think she had a couple songs on her playlist. I definitely feel like I have some work to do after we're done tonight. Yeah, well, there you go. But don't forget, you got to start your list for 2020. <laughs> I, have, I do have some albums on there already, know, neither of which have come it. out. So I'm just pre-populating that list with pairs. Uh, I don't even know what their yeah. album's going to be called. And actually, this came out, and I haven't listened to it yet, the new Spanish love songs. Did you check that out? Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah? Do you Do like it. it or no? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I heard one of the yeah, songs yeah. on there, and I was like, "Fuck yeah! All right, this is great." Yeah. And uh, yeah. so I know it came out last week, but I haven't got a chance mm-hmm. to listen yet. So I'm assuming that's well, going going on there. You also said you didn't listen to the Get Up Kids, so why don't we indoctrinate you right now? All we're right. going to play the best song off of their newest album. What did you say? How many years was it? Nine. Um, nine years. Eight years, I think. Eight years. Eight years. So their first album in eight years. Uh, name of the album is Problem. Name of the track, Satellite. By myself, I don't think anybody else even cares. All is well, you're only thinking of yourself. It's a long way down. It's a long way. For me
was the Get Up Kids from Kansas City, Kansas, I guess, is where that is now. <laughs> Just say Kansas City. Drawing some map lines wherever the there's, fuck we There's no Kansas City, Oklahoma, is there? <laughs> uh, Bob... You're so juvenile. No, that's what, um, just, just say Kansas City. That's all I'm saying, dude. It's hey, it's a Trump joke. Come on, get on board. Oh, all right. Uh, I don't pay name attention. Name of the album anything. was Problems. Uh, name of the song was Satellite. I thought it was the uh, best track on the album, in my humble opinion. And now Bob's heard it, so he can uh, <clears throat> he can now have an opinion about it as well. Well, I'll have heard it in one day or two days when I add it to this podcast. Bob, you're ruining the magic. <laughs> <laughs> On to number six. Uh, so, this is my third band in a row, not from the United States of America. And it's, it's weird because there's this... Like I don't want to say this sense of nationalism, but in my head, I'm like, good movies and good music comes from America, and America. Uh, yeah, and it's not like to be like elitist. I just feel like there's not a lot of opportunity out there for other bands, and I think one of the cool things with, um, you know, the internet and the uh, the price drop in technology is that. Man, bands everywhere are really getting it out there. And this year, I have more bands from other countries than I do from the U.S. So yeah. one day, yeah. the, the next test is going to be when I have more bands from one specific country, which if I had to guess, it's going to be Australia. Mm. <laughs> and you've got so Probably. many fucking good bands that keep coming out. Um, yeah. But uh, at any rate, uh, that'll be the next big mark is when I have more bands from one specific country than I do the United mm. States. But um, at any rate, so here we are with uh, from Norway. Uh, this band is, I don't know how to describe them. Did you check them, check them out? Yeah, I would say they're a party band, kind of party punk. They're a party band, but I mean, it's just nothing yeah. but screaming and nothing yeah. but fucking, uh, I don't know, they remind me a little bit of the Blood Brothers and a little bit of like old AFI, Davey Havoc's voice, sort of. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're just really aggressive in their music and uh, gets kind of medley at some point. So there you go. A party mm -hmm. band. Great way to describe them. Uh, this is Danger Face uh, and their album is Get Loud and the song that I picked is Get Loud. Right now. 
that was Get Loud off of the album of the same name, uh, Danger Face from Norway. Bob's number six pick. That one uh, lived on my albums of the year list for a long time. Didn't end up making uh, the final cut. Um, but yeah, that one was a real slapper. That whole album was really good. I did I have some. came out like middle of the year or so. I, I, I think a, a little times. earlier, but I, I had was anticipation it? around it. They released a few songs in 2018 <laughs> or maybe like a. a LP or something and so I showed my friend I'm like damn check out this band he's like eh, I, I need more songs than this more songs I'm like I know me too me too and then all of a sudden boom they drop an album I'm like fuck yeah and I got into it and it was it was good man it caught me and this is where they my got some really rad album art too <laughs> they do yeah it's like an octopus <laughs> breaking through something and yeah like a pulp comic kind of cover or something. yeah uh-huh yep but yeah. um this is where my albums really start to blend together and i know you said you have a hard time like picking and ordering and uh, i think for me here this is where it really starts to get challenging i mean um yeah i feel like this easily could have bumped up i uh, i don't know so we'll move along with it but yeah that was my number six <laughs> you had to put it somewhere it has to be six yes moving on yes <laughs> at my number six i've been following these guys for a while now out of the bay area in northern california um one of the best names in punk rock right now the lucky egypts uh, E-E-G-I-T-S for anybody that's wondering how you spell such a word um, their new album Out of Time uh, 12 tracks another one with 12 tracks um, and another wiretap gem yeah Rob sure can't find them can you I know yeah, right? I feel like we're talking about them a lot and we do a lot like on our podcast but fuck man I can't like he does a good job no, he definitely does. I think he's probably just out there working harder than anybody else, really digging and looking. He's at all the shows. I mean, mm. I remember going to shows back with you three years ago when, when you lived here, and mm -hmm. uh, I didn't really know him. I would just stand around quietly in the background, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is Bob. He does a podcast, too. And I'd be like, huh. Hey. And just like, well, yeah, we in the background don't have much to say. And then like you moved away and all of a sudden every fucking show I'm going to, I see Rob mm -hmm. there and I'm like, hey, you're friends with AP, right? And he's like, yeah, mm -hmm. what was your name again? Because I'm always quiet in the background, Bob. And then I get in good with him and I just, I see him everywhere, man. Yeah. And Rob's a really good he's, guy. He's working hard. He's, um, he busts ass and it shows. Uh, I think he's starting to um, get a lot more um, no, not notoriety. Isn't notoriety a bad thing? He's getting a lot more recognition. Notoriety is uh, not a bad thing. Throughout this scene, um, and I think uh, he did a fucking excellent job signing the the Lucky Egypts, uh, and it was just in time for the new album. So perfect timing yet again um, and uh, my favorite thing probably about these guys is I've been following them now for a few years and they're um, they get better every album yeah. they're one that you can kind of mark the progress uh, with every album and it's, it's fun to go back and listen from album to EP or whatever yeah. through the, the years which you can do kind of easily with things like uh, Spotify and Bandcamp and things yeah. um, but it's really good to go through and listen and 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 see them progress every time. And I think right now, um, this new album, Out of Time, is probably um, going to be kind of the heart of, of their successful years. Uh, I think this is probably the very beginning of what's going to be a, a really good uh, 
set of years for them. And I'm really excited to see uh, what they're doing next. And I hope they stick around with Wiretap because you, I think that's a really good place for them. Did you say that you got to see them this uh, last year? I did not. Okay. I didn't so. either. My, uh, my buddy's band, uh, Casuist, Ruben, used to play in a band called uh, Lack of Motivation. I played with them a lot in uh, mm. Deadly Rhythm. We, we became pretty good friends. Um, and uh, I was even going to record their band, and then they broke up. <clears throat> and he joined Casuist, and Casuist went and toured with uh, um, mm-hmm. Lucky Egypt. So I almost was going to get to go see him, and I, I think I went out of town to my sister's house for Thanksgiving or something. And now they're on tour, just finished up touring with uh, Failing Up, which was another band that you played on the podcast just a, mm-hmm. a few uh, few episodes ago. So yeah. they're really starting Those to come around. Um, yeah. So we'll, I know Kazuos has a uh, EP coming out, I think, or sorry, an LP coming out in a, a few weeks. So I'll have to hit up Ruben. Seems and, like I saw that. Yeah, I'll have to hit up Ruben and get a song and we'll, uh, we'll release <laughs> it for him because they're really fucking fun too. I saw them uh, maybe about six months ago and they're a great band. Um, yeah, awesome. Send that one in, Bob. Send it into the inbox. I will. Um, but for now, uh, let's go ahead and round out our uh, top five of our top ten. How do you how do you say that? Our ten through six spots, uh, and uh, kick off uh, the beginning here of the next round. Uh, we'll round out here with Lucky Egypt's with "So Far So Good." Let's play it, Bob.
That was So Far So Good from the Lucky Egypts off their 2019 album, Out of Time. All right, so we've rounded it out, and we're breaking it down to the the bottom half here, or the top half, however you want to say it. It's the bottom of my page, but the top of my list. Um, (laughs) This number five, sorry. I can't. I can't say things other than what I see in front of me. I'm like Ron Burgundy. Somebody put a question mark at the bottom of the teleprompter. This is number five. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so uh, again, I mean, I've just had such a hard time. I love this album that I'm about to tell you guys about. You played them, I think, as an opening song, uh, Moshed Potatoes. You played an opening Mm. to three or four episodes ago and I listened to it and again another band that really right off the bat I was like whoa old school Blood Brothers like this is I loved Blood Brothers they were one of my favorite bands back in the day still are Um, they did some really fun unique interesting shit um, interesting vocal sounds interesting um, guitar and stuff and so um, this band what ended up really standing out about them um, yeah was the the vocal melody Um, come to find out they're a three piece Um, And really, though, what ended up catching me over time is just how abrasive the lyrics are. Um, (laughs) I I didn't really catch on to it at first. I mean, I did, but I'm driving, I'm thinking, I'm doing other things. And all of a sudden, I'm singing along to this song. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And uh, I'm singing along to the song, or I'm like really listening to it and getting into it and shaking my head. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm singing fuck myself really right now, essentially. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. And uh, so, um, but it's good. I mean, it's an album that makes me reflect about, I don't know, what I'm doing. Is this my part? Is this really describing me? Do I want this to describe me? How do I make this not describe me? Um, The abrasiveness of it is something that catches you and makes you think. And it's something that's really lacking in punk rock today. I don't think there is anything like this. To be honest, like, this is the most punk rock album I've heard since, like, I don't know, since I discovered the Dead Kennedys or something. It's sarcastic. Mm-hmm. It's abrasive. It's uh, in your face. Um, and so, uh, and, it, and it really makes you think. Um, and there's just so much talent behind what they're doing. Uh, at any rate, coming in at number five uh, is The Muslims with their album Mayo Supreme. And this song is called Fuck the System.
from the Kakalak, that was the Muslims with Mayo Supreme. Name of the song was Fuck the System. And that's cis, like me and you, Bob. Like C-I-S-T-I-M. Fuck me and you. Yeah. But it, but is it really fuck me and you? Like... Nah, well... Because yeah, we're not pushing the the ideas, I think, of the types of people that they're talking about. Or maybe we are, but at least yeah, who knows? trying to be open to change. I'm I don't doing, know. doing the best I can. Uh, I thought you had a really good point. And like I said earlier, I try and take some notes here. And my one note uh, for the Muslims is, uh, I think, and, and it kind of speaks to what you were saying earlier, um, I think this is kind of the future of, of punk. This is where it's Interesting. Going. Yeah, I, I where mean, it should go. I think it's that's the progression that it that it should be going, and it's almost like not even a progression so much as it's going back to yeah. kind of like a dead Kennedys or something. It's almost like we've made it to the top of whatever level you're going to get, yeah. and it's time for a reset. And I think uh, the Muslims are a really good reset yeah. for the scene right now. Yeah. And it's so. even more like in your face than Dead Kennedys, though. De- Dead Kennedys yeah. is like satirical and like comedic. And but in, mm-hmm. but in your face, I mean, this is just like, I don't know. It's fucking great. And it, it's been completely lacking. And you're just I don't know. I was just like, wow, where is something like this been? Because uh, it catches me so much. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love it. Yeah. Really good. I'm. Um, more, I think, more excited to hear their next album than I am for anybody else on yeah. the list right now. Yeah. Um, because who knows what the fuck it's going to be. I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, this album had on it, like, some, like, really slow, like, dancey things at the beginning of songs mm-hmm. and, um, like, with, like, slow, like, beautiful singing in it. And then it just goes into this, like, really abrasive uh, punk. Um, I don't know. Uh, all I can say is check out the album and... Don't shut it off. Listen to the whole thing. Um, yeah. Way to go, Bob. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Now, here is where things get a little hairy when it comes down to me and Bob. Um, I have, for my number five, uh, from Canada, the Great White North, uh, Pup and their new album, Morbid Stuff. Um I think Bob had it rated a little higher. So he's going to um, have to give his opinion on that right now. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I saw your me. face. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, uh, the album, I thought, was um, a really good follow-up to their last one. Yeah, I didn't agree. Their last one, I think, was on my honorable mentions, and this one is right in the middle of my list. And it could have been number six. It could have been number seven. It's one of those that was floating around yeah. the middle. It found a place at number five, um, which I don't think is too high for it, but I think it could have also been a little bit lower. Yeah. Um, um, and I know that you had it at number one. You, you just gave it away. Well, what am I going to do? We're going to talk about it, Bob. We've got to talk about it. I'm going to say your number one right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So mine came in a little bit earlier than yours, but I think uh, overall top five in both of ours is a really good sign. Yes. I don't know. I know um, we had talked about where the song we're going to play is Freezing in the Sun. There's another spoiler alert. I'm just fucking everything up. Um, <laughs> that's actually not what we're going to play because that's from a different band. 
I'm, I'm in free at last. See, <laughs> you got me all, you got me all shook. Um, and the thing that was funny to me is that um, that was my favorite thing about uh, this whole album is they released a video before that song "Free at Last" was out. Um, and they had like 250 people respond. So basically, they were they released um, the lyrics of the song. And oh, the basic I tab, do tabs. remember that. Yeah, you and asked me they earlier. Had, yeah, like 200, 250 people responded, and they spliced everybody together and made a music video of the song before the album was yeah. even released. And it was like there was people on there doing metal and hardcore yeah. and there was even one lady that was singing opera and everything yeah. so it's pretty funny um and um that was probably my favorite thing about the whole album and that was before it even came out <clears throat> but then the album came out that's so funny and the whole thing was really good so i was glad that you picked free at last because that was my favorite song off of it too so let's listen to it now was Free at Last from Pup off of their 2019 Morbid Stuff, my number one album of the year. Uh, and my number five. And your number five. <laughs> uh, so, um, 
Yeah, I, I can't say enough about this album. Every song was on my Spotify's top played songs of the year. Or not every song, but my top five songs were all pup songs. Yeah, um, yeah. I just fucking loved this album. And I don't know if this was my number one, Free at Last. I honestly don't know which song I like from them the most um, mm-hmm. because the album in general is just such a fucking fun album. Um, really catchy, really poppy. You know what it is, is that it's got a style, but every song is still very different. Um, I remember uh, when I first moved into my house and I didn't really have a spot to like set up and play drums um, well I guess I still haven't done that but at any rate uh, there's a studio about half a mile from my house and I'd go down there and I would play I'd turn on the pup album and just like sit and try and figure out and play the drums to it because it was just such a, a fun album to do that to so um, and the drummer's very talented and um, the singing's fun and uh, <laughs> there's I don't I don't know if it's this song or not but um, the, the song where he's like, I tried out vegan food. I took a meditation. And it's, you know, yeah. he's broken up with his girlfriend and he's like trying to figure himself out. And like, I don't know, the lyrics are cool because it's like, I sat there thinking about, you know, stuff like that. And I'm just like, that's funny because when you do break up with someone, you do like change and try and refine yourself. And it's like, there's this comedic aspect of it that he's sort of mocking about himself. Um, so I don't know. I found this album very fun, very relatable and uh, just... A fantastic album, but that was my second and only other big band, and I just couldn't deny it. I think last year mine should have been Joyce Manor, and I, I just yeah. didn't want to push them off, uh, off. And I think I even mentioned that. Um, but yeah. you know what? From now on, it's just this is what it is. It is. It is what it is. It is I think it's it still going to be probably sixty percent lesser-known bands anyway. It's gonna be because that's what we listen to all the time. (laughs) I just get sucked into it. I don't have enough time to really get into all the bigger bands. So um, that is your number five, my number one. I spoiled that. That was... (laughs) Really... Really fucked that up. So now... (laughs) I'll go into my number four (laughs) after my number one since you don't seem to understand how sequencing works. Very, Very logical. Yeah, you just want to hog the whole last end of the podcast, that's all. Yes, sir. All right. Number four uh, coming in uh, is Youth Fountain. There is an album called Letters to Our Former Selves, and uh, this is given to me or recommended to me by uh, my buddy Jeff. Um, we exchange albums once a week. We give each other albums to listen to, and actually I think he gave me this before that. Just one day he hit me up, and he's like, hey, listen to this. And I was out on a run earlier in the year, and I turned it on, and I mean, it it immediately struck me, and not a lot of albums do that. And this album feels like a 2002 emo album with Mm -hmm. a little bit of punk in it, um, but it's effortless. I mean, it doesn't, I don't feel like they're ripping anybody off. I don't feel like they're um, really. I don't know. I just don't know what they're going for. But uh, I, I, I was just like, I don't need this in my life. Like I've listened to emo enough. I'm not really into that anymore. And <laughs> I just kept going back to it. I enjoyed it. It, it just felt so natural and so nostalgic, but so new and fresh. Um, and so uh, this is uh, Youth Fountain, letters to our former selves with the uh, song Rose Colored Glasses.
That was Youth Fountain out of Canada with rose-colored glasses. That was Bobby's number four. I like how um, you uh, tell everybody where my bands are from because I do a really shit job of... Uh, yeah, no, you do. I'm trying to clean it up. <laughs> you clean me up afterwards. It's great. I'm just like, here's my stuff. And you're like, anyways, let me give you yeah. some info. That's no, fine. There was one earlier. You didn't even say the name of the album. I was like, I'll get it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, well. It's the Albums of the Year episode. He's not going to say the name of the album. Just look the band up. You'll find it. <laughs> Um, I thought that was a pretty good pick as well. That was another one that I hadn't heard of, so I was glad that you put it on there. Um, but they do sound um, uh, a lot like Split Fist, if you haven't heard Split Fist out of Ontario, Canada. I don't think uh, I they're have. They're a very similar sounding band. Um, so if you like Youth Fountain, you might like Split Fist, and hopefully Split Fist at some point puts out some new music. I think they had an EP three years ago or so. Mm, all right. Well, I'm going to check that hopefully band out. They're, uh, Hopefully they're working on some new stuff. Um, and then let's, while Bob's checking that out, discovering new music, I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and ruin his, I'm going to go ahead and ruin his number two pick oh, with my number four pick. God damn you. Clowns out of Australia. And uh, we interviewed these guys last episode. And uh, very fun interview. Thanks. And we learned a lot uh, about, well, I guess it was... Um, uh, just the lead singer. It wasn't the whole band. Yeah, uh, Stevie. Not, everybody couldn't put up with Bob. So <clears throat> they had to send their spokesperson out. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that gets paid to deal with dumb shits. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we interviewed them um, uh, on the last episode, and it was uh, really cool to get uh, some insight to the band and, and him in general and his music tastes. And the uh, record and label and how he's approaching that and managing yeah. bands. and whole thing was cool. Yeah, and, and we the, the recent signing to Fat and kind of how that whole thing coalesced yeah. was yeah. pretty cool. Um, so, and it ended up, I, I, they were already on the top of my, my albums of the year, and I knew they were already going to make it. And they were bolded in because the album was such a fucking ripper. Um, so I was really excited when you said that you got a chance to talk to him because I was too beat up to talk to him after uh, the <laughs> yeah. show here in Denver because yeah. I shot that one and got my ass kicked. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so they both, again, it made our top 10 list. And they, these are a little bit closer uh, in relation to each other. It came in at number four for me, uh, two for Bob. So I'm going to steal his thunder. Uh, and I also kind of spoiled it for myself because we're also going to uh, play Freezing in the Sun, which I spoiled earlier as well. So let's just get it over with. Play it, Bob.
that was Freezing in the Sun off of Nature Nurture from Clowns. Yeah, so thanks. There goes my number two. <laughs> um, I uh, This was an easy number two, actually. So it's my number like seven through three are the hard ones to really organize. Um, this yeah. was definitely my number two. Uh, holy fucking that guy sing man like <laughs> yeah. oh he I, I think I said this in the interview that he sort of sounds like Mark from Guttermouth at times he definitely also has an old Davy Havoc feel like you know from yeah. Black Sails or, or previous to that uh, even sort of their first album um answer that and stay fashionable but but uh and then they do really interesting stuff musically and they're just super fast super catchy um i don't know i can't say enough about them i had a fun time interviewing i had a great time listening to the album over and over and over this year i Mm -hmm. picked it up on vinyl um why i was why i was uh there watching them and um yeah, I'm excited to see what happens next. I discovered these guys, I want to say, uh, like two years ago. I think 2017, maybe, they came out with an album, or 16. And right after we did like our Albums of the Year episode, I discovered them, and I was like, fuck, this band is so cool. And uh, so I was excited they released another album, and at first I was like, oh, this is different. Uh, and I'm like, I kind of wish it was more like their old stuff. And after about a month or two, I was like, no way, this is way better like they're growing they're maturing um they're making cooler sounds i got signed to fat records so um i'm super happy for these dudes and, and this was a fantastic yeah. album yeah so. and they're they're cool guys too yeah. so yep. yeah, i'm glad that they're getting uh some of the recognition that they deserve um and i'm sorry i stole your number one and number two thunder bob that's all right i I'm feel really th- bad about the whole thing I'm about to steal your number one and coming in at not. number three. I'm just going to change my number three up right now. You better not, you <laughs> son of a bitch. AP's number one, my number three. <laughs> I've mentioned it before. The best pop punk band out of Utah. <laughs> Undeniably, the best pop punk band out of no Utah. No question about it. If I, anybody questions your shit, you tell them to come see us. <laughs> well, there's not that many other pop punk bands, and when you listen to this album, I mean, you'll know why, dude. They they have an interesting way of like speeding up and slowing down their sounds, where like normally that bugs me, especially when you watch a band live and like they're just all over. These guys do it intentionally, and they do it with style and grace. Um, And uh, the the opening line off the album is the title of the album, and uh, I don't know, it just immediately struck me and I immediately loved it I loved his singing style I love the songs the speeding up the slowing down at any rate uh, this is Problem Daughters Jagweed off of Grow Up Trash I'm fairly unremarkable a scary little ghost in a wrinkled sheet just barely fucking tolerable and really do I speak beyond conceit I used to be unstoppable by most everyone like me A quarter of a century old Spent being a jackweed Oh, well, forget it She's got the static
nothing but the TV When I said that I forget it Cause quite prophetic The feeling of defeat The right to call me Skinning bones, I'm skinning bones, I'm That was a good job, Bob. You got the band name, album name, and song title. That was you're really catching on. And I stole your number what one. They need. <laughs> Not my number one, but Problem Daughter is number one in my heart. Uh, I'm surprised Dying. this didn't make your albums of the year list. Like, yeah, legit, well, I, you I sent me your stuff, and I was just like, totally thought this would make it. Yeah, I had some pop punk on there already. Again, I have to kind of draw draw the line somewhere. I yeah. can't have a whole right. list of pop punk. Um, but I do love Problem Daughter. Um, they are a Dying Scene Records alum. We signed them at one point. I think it was their last album before yep. they signed to Wiretap with yep. another fucking Wiretap. Another Wiretap album. We're in the Rob commercial today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was reading I can't on the wait website. till we get that check in the mail. I know. It should be coming any, any week, I think. Uh, I was reading somewhere online about a problem daughter, um, like on a web page or, or a Facebook page or post or something, and somebody was saying that that was their next pick for the uh, band that would blow up next. Oh, nice. Uh, so that, I really hope so. Yeah, that'd that be awesome. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they rolled through here a few uh, months back, and it was a fun show. Uh, so hopefully uh, we hear more from them, and hopefully... Well, on wiretap I've done all my albums so uh, I'm out <laughs> I will I'll see you guys next time wrap it up enjoy <laughs> listening to AP for the next 20 minutes by himself no listen no this is gonna be great so I mean come on you uh, you should know at least one of my top three if you know me uh, but coming in at my number three here is uh, Snuff from the UK um, they put out a first album in, in a few years. I, I didn't really um, enjoy their last one as much, uh, and I was a little wary of their, their newest album here, uh, There's a Lot of It About, um, because I've been a fan of these guys since the mid-'90s. I think the first album I remember listening to and falling in love with was uh, Dememus Bebonk. It's so hard to say. Yeah. They, their names are such crazy fucking names. Um, but that one came out like, I don't know, 95, 96. Um, and I loved them ever since then. There was a few albums that I didn't really dig too much and their last one was one of them. So, uh, a little skeptical about this one. I was very glad when it came out because it was very, uh, reminiscent. It was a throwback to some of those, uh, mid nineties and some of their earlier stuff. Um, and I thought it was just a splendid album. Do you know? Um, listen for hours. You might have already said this, and I'm sorry. I don't always pay attention to everything you say. In fact, no, I, I pay attention you. to very little. Um, mm-hmm. Are they still with Fat Records? Yes. Okay. Cool. After all those years. Yeah. How about that? Still fat after all those years. Do they? They should make a an album called that. Uh, a I'm comp sure album. This one you know there. how they have life in the fat lane and fat people for or fat still fat, for fat after people. all these years yeah, and just, just have it all the originals. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, man. I'm going to look that up because maybe it's already a thing. It may be. 
and then you, then we'll look foolish for not knowing. Uh, and while <laughs> and while Bob's looking that up, we'll listen to my favorite song off of the album, "A Smile Gets a Smile." Kingdom that was snuff from the album. There's a lot of it about. The song was a smile gets a smile. 
Bob, what are your findings? Uh, I don't see a compilation from Fat Records called right. Still Fat After All These Years. So right, uh, Mike. I'm going to copyright that <laughs> and I will charge now. Mike $250 to purchase it from me, Mike. Okay. Good Actually, job. if he just approves our news segment uh, fucking yeah, recording, yeah. then I can change That'd that up and we'll call it even. How about that, Mike? I like it. That's uh, making some concessions. Although I don't know if that would be his approval or blackmail, and I don't know if blackmail would rhyme with that. We, we finally got mm. Fat Mike to consent. Black. I don't know. Consent, yeah. We'll work on that later. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, uh, Bob's... This is where I would kick it back to Bob to talk about his number two clowns uh, album, Nature Nurture. But you ruined it. But we it. already kind of did that. Yeah. Because ruined, they were my number four. You ruin everything. I do. Just ask my friends and family. Uh, but my number two, this is the one that I said, if you know me, you should know that Good Riddance is going to be on my top albums of the year. So that one's a no-brainer. So the NorCal Natives uh, put out a new album, Thoughts and Prayers. Perfect punk album for me. You know I'm a sucker for any kind of anti-government, anti-establishment shit. Now's the perfect time for albums like that. And Russ and the Boys did it again. That's all I got to say about it. Everybody yeah. loved the album. Everybody knows uh, or knew what they were going to get, and they got it, and they loved it.
I think that this was one of Jeff's recommendations to me just a few weeks ago. I don't know if it was this album or a different Good Riddance album, but whatever it was, I texted him back and I was like, my text back to him was, I can't believe I never got into Good Riddance earlier. Like just after listening to the album and it might've been thoughts and prayers. It might've been a a different album off of them, but uh, I've known them since I was, you know, in high school, I just never listened to them and got into them again. Here's an interesting about uh, thing about comps is sometimes they can turn you off to a band off of one song and then you miss out on them. And I think that's kind of what happened. All right. That can happen. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if there's any song that would completely turn me off of them um, because I like all of them, but I guess I could see that. I, I yeah. don't know. I just didn't get into them, and he gave me that album. I was like, shit, well, i got to listen to this more. So It is a really good time to listen to them. I think you should go back to, and listen to some of their earlier stuff as well because their um, entire catalog is good. Okay. And uh, even the early stuff, uh, even like the raw sound to it, I think. Yeah. Uh, adds to the quality uh, yeah I think so cool because now they're really clean and tight which is that's also really good but back when they were younger that was that was that shit was good too yeah I will uh, get some recommendations for you or from you after this yeah all of them that's my recommendation <laughs> no. and now number one since we're gonna skip right over Bob's number one pop morbid stuff thanks out of Canada thanks I'm just going to mention them again. I feel bad. <laughs> you should feel bad. I've got nothing to do right now. Yeah. Just sit there and look pretty. They can't see <clears throat> me. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Uh, so, rounding out my list, number one, from Nevada, Be Like Max, lovely ska band. I, re- I really wish I could have ruined your number one. Yeah, I saw the look on your face. You're like, you son of a bitch. Don't do it. I saw the fear in my (laughs) face. Um, Yeah, name of the album was Save Us All. Um, This was the most played album from 2019 uh, by far. I don't even think I listened to it until you sent me your thing. And then I listened to it. I was like, damn. All right. Yeah, I listened to it enough for both of us, don't yeah. we? Well, I got I'm, it in enough place. I'm going to get into it for sure. <laughs> and now you're going to catch up. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, these guys, um, uh, uh, very tightly wound um, ska band. Uh, they have um, really good music composition. Um, I thought in this album specifically, the composition of the music was genius, um, which you can't really say a lot of in our um preferred genre of music no. but you can't always say it was ska yes. because there's so many components of it and there is actually an art to the composition of that and I think here the horns and the guitars and the drums and the vocals pretty much everything was placed perfectly uh, nothing really sounded overwhelming or, or wonky um, or cumbersome um, and I think that this album um, more than their others has started to add a little more grit to it a little bit more of the punk not that they didn't have it before i think this album just had a lot more of it yeah and it's um almost bordering on on ska core which fuck me i'll take more of that if yeah. i can get it so the harder they get the better and i think that this one was one of their hardest albums so far so um definitely uh one that i think everybody should check out if it's not on your list where the fuck you been are there uh, uh any other ska bands from nevada i'm sure if i sat here and thought for 10 minutes i could throw out a few i don't um, know I, <clears throat> I tried but couldn't think of anything 
Well, I'll tell you what. We'll play my favorite song off the album. When we come back, that'll give you time to research. Uh, this one is Time Flies When You're Having Work. You have to get mad. Yeah, kid, come on, get mad. Scream at him. Uh, uh. Tangent of my life, working this restaurant, breaking my hands, my nails, and the blues, and time every day, break a monotony, take another holiday, pick up the holiday, and it's a place to which I'll be sorry I can pay, because everything you win ain't nothing you can lose, but for the rest of the on time, I have to get paid, I don't forget that you don't be ashamed, just over and you quit, I've always been working straight out of high school, I'm out of my mind, grind is here to grind, join up the workforce, it's another workforce, so I can rock and roll. Save Us All. That was Time Flies When You're Having Work from Nevada Natives. Be Like Max. It's a good song, man. Time Flies When You're Having Work. Yes. (laughs) And it's a fucking incredible song. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed the album and I'm going to listen to it some more. So thank you. Yay. I can't wait. I hope everybody else does. Those guys are really good and they're... um, I really feel, nice. I feel pretty confident about our albums of the year this year. I found like we, uh, I feel yeah. like we've found some really good shit for people to dig into. Um, I think so. If uh, they haven't discovered some of these things already, and uh, I'm, I'm surprised we don't have more ska because I think last year between the both of us we had like five or six ska bands, and this year we've <laughs> only got one. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what happened, uh, but there was not enough ska this year. So more ska. If you're in a ska band and you're listening to this, make a fucking album in 2020. Because Damn, we need you didn't more have to get ska. so aggressive with them. I'm just saying there's not enough ska out there. Not enough good ska. You know? All right. So, so get to it. Make make more ska. Um, all right. So what are we going to do? We're going to try and put these things out a little bit more regularly. We should, We're going to come up with a plan. We should make a hat that says make punk ska again. That'd be good. Make punk ska again. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, let's make do it. one. Do okay. it. All right. Um, so we are going to try and do these more regularly. We're going to be back uh, sometime pretty soon with something. Hopefully, some news. Hopefully, the site's up soon. Yeah. Oh, it's That's still not up. Yeah. Well, it's up. We're just not able to publish news stories. Okay. New stories. So well, that leaves everybody coming to us. Like <laughs> yeah. We're not very reliable. Yeesh. Yeesh. 
so yeah, we've stalled enough for the website. Uh, it's time for that to get back cranking, uh, and hopefully we'll have some news for you guys next time. Yeah, we don't have to uh, farm from like punk news or something. Well, yeah, we could just come up with our own news, or we could just shoot the shit, or we could have a guest. We could have Jenna no, back on. That was fun. Yeah, I liked Jenna. Fun. She was great. Um, it was fun having her on. We can find another guest. We could have two guests, Jenna and somebody else. We'll come find up with something. Someone. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, all right, Bob, what are we going to play out with? Uh, so I didn't bring this up last time. We we had quite a bit of a hiatus. Uh, and a big part of that, yeah, I moved and some other stuff. But um, another big part of that was uh, last year I lost uh, one of my best friends, Cody, uh, who was the drummer for Draining Endorphins. Uh, and so in September, um, we just kind of lost him suddenly. Um, it was a drug overdose, and no one kind of really knew what was going on. And so it was radio silence from me to you for a while there. I mean, I, I let you know what was up, but I just had a hard time kind of um, coming mm-hmm. to bring myself to this. And just with the move, we delayed the move again. And I don't know, man, it was a, it was a rough end of the year, and it's yeah. still still yeah. been rough day today. But um, I don't know. I didn't talk about it last time because I didn't feel like it. But then I felt weird afterwards not because, I mean, the guy's my best friend and a huge part of my life for the last 10 years. And so mm-hmm. I want to honor him out uh, by playing one of our albums or a song from our album that we released last year. Uh, so in honor of one of my best friends, Cody Reedy, uh, the drummer from my band Draining Endorphins and his brother Dusty is the singer, we will close out with Can't Help Myself from our 2019 album what was it I can't even remember 19 letter curse there we go it was a long year (laughs) it was (laughs) was. a long hard year Uh, and a lot of shit went on so anyways this is uh, draining endorphins uh, 19 letter curse can't help myself rest in power Cody until next time comrades be safe adios
Lots of silence, lots of silence. <laughs> <laughs>